Good morning. My name is Chris McDaniel, the senior pastor here at Trinity, and welcome to our daily podcast. I'm so thankful to have you join us. I'm going to read a long passage of scripture today. Actually, Psalm 107 is my favorite psalm, and then spend a little bit of time uh, speaking about it and thinking about it after we pray. So first, let's read. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, those he redeemed from trouble and gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west and from the north and the south. Some wandered in desert ways, finding no way to an inhabited town, hungry and thirsty. Their soul fainted within them. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way until they came and reached an inhabited town. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wonderful works to humankind, for he satisfies the thirsty and the hungry he fills with good things. Some sat in darkness and in gloom, prisoners in misery and in irons, for they had rebelled against the works of God, spurned the counsel of the Most High. Their hearts were bowed down with hard labor. They fell down with no one to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness and gloom and broke their bonds asunder. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wonderful works to humankind, for he shatters the doors of bronze and cuts into the bars of iron. Some were sick through their sinful ways, and because of their iniquities endured affliction. They loathed any kind of food, and they drew near to the gates of death, for they then they cried to the Lord in their trouble. And he saved them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them and delivered them from destruction. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wonderful works to humankind. And let them offer thanksgiving sacrifices and tell of his deeds with songs of joy. Finally, some went down to the sea in ships, doing business on the mighty waters. They saw the deeds of the Lord, his wondrous works in the deep. For he commanded and raised the stormy wind, which lifted up the waves of the sea. They mounted up to heaven and went down to the depths. Their courage melted away in their calamity. They reeled and staggered like drunkards and were at their wit's end. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress and made the storm be still, and the waves of the sea were hushed. Then they were glad because they had quiet, and he brought them to their desired haven. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wonderful works to humankind. Let them extol him in the congregation of the people. Praise him in the assembly of the elders. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this psalm. Help us to see in it what you want us to see. God, I pray that we would receive whatever invitation to see our lives in a new light, that we would see that and and embrace it now and learn from you. In Jesus' name, amen. So I alluded to this earlier. This is my favorite psalm. And I love this psalm because it's a reminder that trouble comes into every life. Uh, Good people, bad people, we all experience trouble. And this psalm actually tells us about four different kinds of people. And I think I've been in each of these categories as I've lived my life. I can think back at times where I was like, oh yeah, I was like group one, two, three, four. So I'm just, we're just going to walk through it. I, I want to describe these four groups to you. And maybe today you're going to find yourself in this story. Uh, that's one of the great gifts of the Bible is the Bible is always inviting us to find our story uh, hidden within its story. So I hope you find yourself today. So number one, in verses four through nine, we hear about this group. 
This is what's said of them. Some wandered in desert wastelands, finding no way to a city where they could settle. J.R.R. Tolkien once said, not all who wander are lost. Well, that's this group. Uh, they're starving, not because they did something wrong, but because they simply can't find home. They, they can't find a place to settle, no safe place to live. And you know this if you've lived this. It's difficult to feel lost. It's hard to be a wanderer. I tend to feel like a wanderer sometimes, someone who's always looking for something good, something right, something real, and yet not finding it. And you know as well as I do that when you're wandering, it's easy to stumble into trouble. So this group finds themselves in trouble. They're, they're not doing anything particularly bad, but they end up in trouble. And we're told that they cry out to God. They don't try to solve the problem, or maybe they did and then they gave up on it. Uh, but eventually they cry out to God. They ask for help. And God hears them. And the text tells us of this group that he leads them eventually to a city. He gives them a sense of home. So no sin in this group, just hardship. But they cry out to God and God helps them. The second group in verses 10 through 16, this is what the text says about them. It says, some sat in darkness and the deepest gloom, prisoners suffering in iron chains. Now this group finds themselves in trouble like the first group, but they're subjected to hard labor, the text tells us, because of their rebellion. They do wrong and they have a hard time. And I just want to say this, when we do wrong we make our situation worse. Now note that trouble comes into their life and it's really the same mention of trouble that the first group runs into, but they compound their trouble. And you know the feeling of sin uh, trapping you. The Bible tells us the wages of sin is death and this group finds themselves in, uh, in prison, sitting in darkness and gloom, and their sin has put them there. And I know sometimes in my own life, I feel chained down, you know, stuck, caught because of my sin, powerless to flee even, powerless to fix the situation or the sin. Well, that's this group. But rather than give up, we're told that they cry out to God. And the language is the same as the first group. The first group didn't do anything wrong. This group did, but they cried out to God, just like the first, and he did something for them. He set them free. And I just want to say to you today, it's the business of God to break chains it's your business to call out to him. God's job is to break chains and give us a sense of freedom and liberty. His job is to do things for you and me that we can't do on our own. And the Lord will lead us out of trouble if we'll cry out to him even when we get ourselves into trouble. Well, here's the third group. Verse 17, some became fools through their rebellious ways and suffered affliction because of their iniquity. So this group is similar to the second group. They're in distress because of their sin. Uh, they're so out of it, so lost, so diminished that they stop eating. They, they start to diminish in their humanity. And if you sin long enough, you end up losing a sense of who you really are. Though that's happening to this group. But what happens? They come to their senses. And maybe that's the invitation for you. Maybe today you're sitting there thinking, you know, I'm not even the woman I used to be because I've been stuck in this pattern for so long and you start to diminish and realize it, well, if you wake up to that fact and say, God, help me, you cry out to God just like the other two groups, the Lord hears you. This text tells us God knows our situation. He knows even when we're sick and hurting because of our own sin and his desire is actually to meet them. So what does he do? He not only frees them, but he heals them. He restores them. 
And he gives them a sense of freedom again. And I just want to say, I think that's on offer if you're in a place that's deeply pained and stuck. But here's the last group. Others went out to the sea in ships. They were merchants on the mighty waters. They saw the works of the Lord, his wonderful deeds in the deep. So this group got themselves into trouble, not because of rebellion or because they were lost. They just got out over their heads. And I think I probably identify with this group more than any of the other four, so much so that I have a a large clipper ship tattooed on my arm to remind me of this group. See, this group took risk and they got into trouble. The storm was stirred up and the text tells us that they were at the heights and then down to the depths. They are riding the waves and it's awful. They're reeling like drunk people. They're stuck. It's funny, isn't it, how storms sometimes can cause you to see your need for God. And this group right here, they get in, out over their heads, and then they realize they need God. Big waves actually tend to get us in touch with our need for God to move in our lives. And I know in my own life this has been true. This group cries out to God in a manner that's exactly like the other three groups, and God responds to them. So God started the storm, and he stops the storm. God will go to great lengths, i found, to get my attention. And this last group was in need of crying out to the Lord, and God met them when they did. So here's what I want to leave you with. Three things I see in this passage. Number one, trouble comes into every life. Whether you've done something bad or not, trouble comes into every life. Number two, every one of us is invited to call out to God. And number three, every single one of us has access to the help of God. Good, bad, or in the middle. And most of us are somewhere in the middle. We all have access to God's help. So I pray that you would find your life in this story and ask God for his help. And then wait patiently and expectantly for it. Bless you. Amen.